Hey everyone! Welcome to Sundowners, an audio diary of stories, struggles, and lessons learned while living on a sailboat in the Caribbean. My name is Megan. And I'm Travis, and we're thrilled to have you along for the sail. Hello, friends and family, and welcome to Dominica. Dominica. We made it. We're in Portsmouth, or Portsmouth is what I believe it's called. That's what one of the locals said. Yes, that is what one of the locals said. We are kind of in the most northern anchorage on Dominica. Mm-hmm. And Dominica is an island in between Martinique and Guadeloupe, which are two French islands here in the Caribbean. Not to be confused with Dominican Republic, we are in Dominica. It is its own country. And it is beautiful. Before we talk about the sale and getting here, let's talk about the last week that we've had. Mm-hmm. We had another busy week. Will and Bree were with us for a few days um, last week as well. And I think we left off uh, talking about all the fun that we had and some of the hikes we went on with the rental car. But the biggest hike we did while we had the rental car was actually hiking to the top of the volcano, Mount Pele. Yes, and what a hike it was. Oh, man. (laughs) It was 5.6 miles. It took us just about four hours, and we had about every weather condition that you could imagine. Yes, I'm really glad that Will looked into hiking it earlier in the morning. So we got a pretty early start just because the clouds typically roll in middle of the day. So I was really grateful to hike it early. Well, I wasn't grateful to wake up early. But then once we were there and we got a couple of clear spots during the day, that was so nice because then on the way down, it was just cloudy and rainy the whole time. The whole way. Like, I think if we would have started it later, we wouldn't have had the view that we had. Yeah, I agree. Megan just got worried because it's trying to rain on us out in the cockpit right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's a beautiful sunset and somehow there's rain happening. But anyways, um, yeah, Mount Pele. Wow. It was gorgeous, but the hike was brutal. It was like a stair stepper for four miles because going up and down, it was still brutal. Yeah, and they did try to build in some wooden stairs to help because... I think they get a lot of rain, and there's a lot of landslide situations. So they tried to help out with a couple of wood steps here and there. But the steps are just massive steps. So they're not even, like, real steps. It's like taking a whole lunge up. (laughs) Yes. Yes. There was no – I mean, there were ladders. I guess a ladder. Mm -hmm. But that's how steep it was. It was a ladder and part of it to go up and down. And that was the most stable I felt the whole time was being on a ladder. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) And it doesn't help that – Will and Bree are like mountain goats. <laughs> they're hiking that yeah. thing. They live in Colorado, so they're and hiking they're that. And they're from Oregon, <laughs> so they just love to hike mountains. But we live hike- at sea level. Jeez. Yeah, they're hiking that thing at runner's pace. <laughs> it was <I> ridiculous. <laughs> and Travis is also just this ultra cyclist and runner and whatever. So little old me. Trying to catch my breath. You but did great. I, thank you. I made it. You did. You did absolutely great. <laughs> but it was really cool. We saw tons of beautiful sights. It just so many parts of that hike. I looked around and I felt like I was on a different planet. Like yes. it was incredibly beautiful. The lava rock mixed with the lush green rolling hills. I had never seen anything like it. Yes, it was awesome. So grateful and so glad that we did it. It was brutal, but that's the third highest peak in the West Indies, I think. Mm-hmm. Lesser Antilles. Yep. Something like that. And we've yep. done Guadalupe. Yes. Which is the highest. Mm -hmm. And then we're on Dominica, which has the second highest. Yep. So I think we got to figure out where that's at and knock it out this week. Yeah. It's so funny because there is kind of a 
you know, a feat that you've accomplished when you've hiked to the tallest point on an island. However, most of the time you don't really get a view when you've hiked to the tallest point. So it's like, yay, we made it to the top. And it's just clouds behind you. You're literally in the clouds for the most of these hikes. So The clouds and rain and wind. It was so windy up there at the top of Mount Pele. Yeah. And it's funny because we talk about it. We're like, man, it was so cold when we were on the top of whatever volcano or mountain. And then it's like, normally we're sweating down here. Yes. <laughs> in the hot Caribbean. And somehow we still find places to get so cold. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't help that we don't wear the appropriate clothing. But, oh well. Yeah, maybe we'll learn. Hey, you had a rain jacket this time. You learned from Guadalupe. I did have a rain jacket. However, the zipper was corroded (laughs) because I left it on the boat when we stored it for hurricane season. So the zipper didn't zip up. So I was basically just as wet as everybody else. Yeah, that was brutal. But it it felt good because it started to rain a lot, like right at the end of the hike. So it was like a nice Mm -hmm. little freshwater rinse. Yeah. Rinse been, all the sweat off. Yeah, it would have been nice to have some clean clothes to put on, <laughs> but hey, beggars can't be choosers. Yeah, that's true. And then on the way down, we did find a little restaurant at the base of the With volcano. With the cutest little kitten. The cutest little kitten. <laughs> and the mommy and daddy. And then we got a nice refreshing drink. Yeah. And rested our legs the rest of the evening. Yeah, that was fun. And then the next day, we there's some underwater sculpture park in... St. Pierre. Mm-hmm. So we went and found that. It was huge. Those yeah. underwater structures were way bigger than I expected them to be. Which is so funny because there was no marker yeah. for yeah. the underwater sculpture. Will was like, it's on the yellow buoy. So we go out to the yellow buoy and I'm like, dude, I can't even see the bottom, but if it's here, I'll find it. So I swim down and I swim down and I swim down and I look at my watch. I'm at 11 meters and I still can't see the bottom. I'm like, dude, where am I going? There's no way it's under here. Just so, the deep blue abyss. Yeah, it was kind of eerie. I shot back to the surface as quick as I could. I got scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but luckily we did find it. We just kind of dingied around in the general area, just sticking our faces in the water. And then finally Will was like, it's right here. Yeah. And then we just tied onto a second or a mooring ball for a, a fishing, fishing boat. boat, locals boat. And we just were like, hey, hope you don't mind if we take your mooring ball. Share this with you. Um, but you could see where the mooring ball was supposed to yep. be yep. for that. It just broke off somehow or something. Yeah, but, but really cool. Huge mermaid. It was huge. huge. And then this face. I don't know what the face is, yeah. but the face was kind of creepy, but it was cool. Yeah. I guess to clarify, the sculpture was the mermaid. <laughs> we didn't yes. see a mermaid. <laughs> well, hey, you never know. <laughs> I know people have some wild imaginations. I didn't but... even catch that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The sculpture was a massive mermaid and then some sort of, I don't know what the other thing yeah, was. Yeah. Some face, but it was so fun. But that was good. And then we drove to find a fancy dinner. Well, actually, first we took some cool pictures on the beach. Mm-hmm. We got to do some couples photos. Will and Bree got some fun photos. We got some fun photos Mm -hmm. and then we ate at this fun little beach restaurant man that place was awesome it was so great and it was so nice of will and brie they wanted to take us out to a nice dinner for their last night on the boat and really just spend some good quality time together before they headed back so they picked this place and we had no expectations we had no idea it's really hard to find places that you know what you're getting into anyways in the french countries (laughs) because it's like do we speak this language no can we read the menu also no do we know if it's going to be open that's also questionable so (laughs) but our server was the best server i've ever had in my life she She literally had this menu that was like four feet tall she walked it over to her table and she translated every bit of it Mm -hmm. like we tried to like interject and she's like no let me, just, let me show you the whole menu first and we're like okay let's do this perfect english i mean that was awesome that was probably the best customer service i've had in the french islands for sure maybe the whole caribbean yeah she was great and yes. it was really nice because they had a lot of local dishes yep. local fish local 
I had banana octopus. stuff. Like, and she'd be like, it's kind of like a potato, but, and then she would explain it in terms of things that we knew. So yeah. I thought that was really nice. Yeah. And I think you got a cheeseburger. What'd you go with? I got a cheeseburger and it was so good and so huge. It was a double cheeseburger. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Massive. I had to take one of the patties out because I couldn't even fit my mouth around it, but it was <laughs> such good beef. We've talked, I think about how hard it is to find good beef here in the Caribbean. That was like real beef. That was good. Yes, it was so good. Like I said, I had octopus. That was a unique, fun experience. Mm -hmm. And the best part of the whole dinner was the cats. There were so many cats. There were there was probably a cat under every table, and there was probably a dozen or more tables in there. There were so many cats in there. It was crazy. Yeah, and it was really cool because this restaurant was right on the beach, so your yeah. feet are in the sand the entire time. We watched the sunset over the water, and then we had cats, and I had a cheeseburger. Can we talk about a better dinner for me? No, that's that truly paradise. Exist. Yes, <laughs> that is my dream. I want to live that night over and over and over again. Oh, yes, for sure. But that was the last night of Will and Brie. Mm -hmm. Then we had to drive to Fort de France the next day. And then we went back to the kebab shop that we spoke <laughs> about last episode. And it was just as good as I as it was the week before. Oh, yeah. It was so good. It was so freaking good. Yep. And then they dropped us off at Decathlon, mm -hmm. which is like a French REI. It was so cool and so f unique. Yes. I've never seen anything like that before. Right. And that was that was really the whole reason we went back to Fort de France right. with them because Will and Bree could have just taken the rental car and dropped it off at the airport because they had to catch their flight anyways. But we had heard from other sailors about this place called Decathlon. It's a must-see. And everyone talks about how it has, like, you know, tons of water gear. It's like an outdoor rec store. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's very hard for us sailors to find anything, really, first of all. And secondly, definitely, like, swim gear. Yeah. Swim shirts, swim suits, like, anything for the boats can be tough to find. So the biggest perk there was that they had cheap, good quality swimsuits, yeah. which I even came back with some new swimsuits this season, and already all of my elastics are worn out, and so I definitely needed some. So we spent this whole trip to drive with Will and Bree to Fort de France to go to Decathlon. Yeah, we got some hooded towels. I don't know how else to describe that. It's just like this big towel that you wear. Yep. And I'm excited because so many times, I know this is hard for people at home to listen to, but sometimes you get out of the water here and you're cold. <laughs> I know the water's like 84 and the air's like 80, but it's cold sometimes. It's a little chilly. So now we have these like hooded towels that we can just throw on when we get out of the water and stay nice and warm and dry off. And I'm super excited about those. Mm -hmm. But I... the the coolest thing about Decathlon and Fort de France was Hanu time. So we have this book that we have all the people out here that we meet. They sign it. And we left it in St. Anne with low expectations. And then yep. Hanu time got it from low expectations. And they were in less ants Arlette. Yep. Mm -hmm. So they were like half an island behind us, but they dinghied to shore, bused to a dock, ferried across, bused to Decathlon <laughs> to get us our book back. So thank you so much, Hanu Time. I cannot believe you guys made it. It was like the Amazing Race Martinique edition. Oh, yeah. You guys definitely came in clutch. And that was so nice of them to do all of that, really, because we wanted Low Expectations to sign it because they're actually heading south. Yeah. So we knew it was going to be after all the fun we had and have had with them for the last few months, but definitely this last month for Christmas and New Year's, we wanted to make sure that they signed the book, and then they had Ryan's mom in town, so things were kind of crazy, and we ended up just sailing north because yeah. we had guests that we needed to do fun things with. 
So Honey Time came in clutch by getting it in the first place. And yep. then we never ended up sharing an anchorage with them again. And then they were like, well, we'll just meet you in four different Let's go. And it was so nice of them to go way out of their way on multiple different occasions. Yes. Big shout out to Honey Time. That was impressive. I thought there was no way you guys were going to make it. Like, it was so like, oh, we can't get a bus. We can't get a bus. But we won't be like make it back. Okay, I think we figured it out. When, like, I was like, oh, my gosh. I was so stressed they weren't going to make it back. Yeah. We were at Decathlon. Like, we have 45 minutes to make it back to the ferry and that's the last ferry tonight and then we're going to miss the bus whatever. I was like, you guys are crazy. It's so crazy. And it's it's so funny to kind of stick, take a step back from this whole perspective because we're really talking like we don't share an anchorage. We can't get it. To, we're talking about like 15 miles. Yeah. 20 miles. Yeah. So in the grand scheme of like real life and I'm doing air quotes is that that's not that big of a deal and you just drive to someone's house and you go get it. But for us to take the sailboats or like we you know get public transportation it's like a whole day ordeal so yeah the fact that we were able to meet kind of in the middle of our two anchorages in fort de france at that time was just really took a lot of work (laughs) from their side yes and coordinating like i said a dinghy a bus a ferry a bus and then back we had to take a taxi yep and then a ferry and then a bus and then a dinghy that's what they Mm -hmm. had to do to get us one book (laughs) yeah and our boats are anchored what 15 miles away from each yeah, other. Yeah, so crazy. <laughs> so kind of crazy life out you here. You guys but. think it's all fun and games out here. It's hard to do anything out here. <laughs> but then the next day, true. we went and checked out the Martinique Zoo, which we kicked back and forth about doing or not doing. And man, I am so glad that we did it. I am too. You know, it's so, I feel like it's always hit and miss with small zoos, right? Like they're not usually super, super cheap. So it's like a moderate price and you're like, okay, but what does an island zoo really consist of? Is this going to be worth that cost? Is it just going to be the iguanas that I'm looking at right now? Yeah. Am I going <laughs> to see a couple of maybe like little tarantulas or something that we saw? In, you know, maybe I was like, okay, we'll see. It was so worth it. You're right. Yes. So there was, I don't know, four different types of monkeys. Those are my favorite by far. Mm-hmm. The monkeys were so cool. What was the, not, it wasn't a spider monkey. It was a squirrel monkey. Is a squirrel that what it was? monkey. Yeah, those the, are cool. The squirrel monkeys were crazy. They were so fun. They were like pocket size. Like you could hold one in your hand, but they were going crazy. I was holding my, there was like netting and I was holding my GoPro in front of them and they were like trying to grab my GoPro. I was actually scared they were going to get it. <laughs> But they were, like, reaching for the GoPro and being all crazy and jumping around and going upside down. And it was so fun. The monkeys were by far my favorite. What was your favorite? My favorite was the leopard. Is that what she was called? Jaguar. A jaguar. Yeah. Um, That was really cool. Yeah, they black had jaguar. A black jaguar, yes. Which apparently is a leopard that has a genetic mutation that makes it black. And that you can see its spots still in their black coats. Yeah, when it walked through the sun, you could still see its spots. So that was crazy, because yeah. I always thought that jaguars and leopards were two different cats. Guess not. I guess not. Just a genetic difference. <laughs> and then they also had pumas, which were cute. But A cougar? Well, they're the same. You know, in Oregon, we call them cougars. I know, and it literally said that <laughs> on the sign. It said puma, also known as a cougar. Whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, we also have those in Utah. So yeah. I was. those were cute to see, but I was, you know... 
a little bit that hits a little too close to home when you're out hiking and you see those guys in Utah. No, but anyways, yeah, the uh, black jaguar was really cool. That was cool, but there was so much. It was like a rum distillery. It was like a sugar cane factory, and then it became a rum distillery, Mm -hmm. and then it was a botanical garden, and then it was a zoo, and then it still had like remnants of all of it. Yeah, well, I think my understanding was that they built the botanical garden with the zoo mm, okay. so that they could coexist together. But yeah, the property, well, from what I read, was it was an old rum distillery and sugar mill. Yep. And they had like some of the ruins still, and they had signs up, which was really cool. So we were able to learn about it. But they had like the main house, the manor, they called it. And they mm-hmm. still had some of those mills that were there. And the hospital, we saw ruins of the hospital. Yep. Um, and then they built in the botanical garden with the zoo. Um, so they could have a lot of natural ecosystem yeah, there. Yeah. So it was just, I mean, it's truly the most beautiful zoo I've ever been to. Oh, yeah. Easily. It I was mean, incredible. There it, was a waterfall and like a river that ran through it. It was so pretty. It was. And the dam where the waterfall was coming off, it was actually built in like the 1700s for processing the sugar cane. They had mm-hmm. like an aqueduct in there. I mean, it was crazy. Like these islands in the 1700s were the place to be. I mean, it was crazy, like, yeah. how established some of these islands were that long ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we, like we said on the last podcast, when Mount Pele erupted in 1902, 30,000 people died. Right. That's, a, that's sad. That's a lot of people. But, like, how were there 30,000 people out here in 1902? I have no idea. That's, it's so wild. Yeah. And it was really cool, too, because the zoo had, you know, like, all these picturesque Things. And I don't know if they intended the entire zoo to look like a postcard, but there was suspension bridges and boardwalks and stepping stones, and it was just... It was so fun. It's like you really didn't know what you were going to go into when you walked around. Like most zoos, at least that I've been to in the States, it's like you literally walk from like the giraffes and then the next cage is the elephant and then the next cage is like the bear. It's like you know it's like right there and you can see it kind of all in the same shot. This was like you see the tortoise and then you walk down two bridges and a suspension bridge and a pathway and then you're seeing some monkeys and then you go around and winding through these corners and then you see the butterfly exhibit (laughs) yeah they had a but anyways i love the zoo it was was, really fun (laughs) it was cool i am so glad that we did it and it was our last day on martinique Mm -hmm. so when we were in saint anne i was trying to find this shirt that said panty problem which is actually means no problem in Creole, but I thought it was super funny, so I was trying to find a tank top, and I couldn't find a tank top anywhere. But they had a little plaque there that yeah. said it, so I bought it, and it's hanging in the boat now. Yeah, it's like a little wooden car. It's got a turtle and a dolphin on it. Yeah, it's very cute, it's, so I'm glad you found it. Yeah, I am too. That's going to go on our souvenir <laughs> shelf whenever we make it back to real life. So funny. Yeah, and then the next day, we sailed to Dominica. Yes, we got up early, and we planned a 35-mile sail to Russo, Dominica, which is, Mm -hmm. like, the main area. It's where, like, the cruise ships go into. But also, there's a big Saturday market there that we want to check out. Mm -hmm. But between the two islands, we were flying. Yep. It was a sporty sail, that's for sure. We were doing like seven plus knots most of the way across. Mm -hmm. And even when we tuck behind Dominica, the wind usually dies and we're like still sailing and still sailing and still sailing. If you guys hear a boat right now, we have a huge charter boat coming in (laughs) behind us. They're probably looking at us like, are these people famous? Are they famous? (laughs) Yes, we are, everyone. But uh, Um, they're hollering right now. (laughs) (laughs) There's like probably 15 people on deck just looking at us. This is great. So many people. But yeah, we came up to um, Russo, Russo, this most southern anchorage in Dominica, and we made such good time. We're like an hour and a half ahead of schedule. Yeah, it was supposed to take us about seven hours ish. 
And we got there about five and a half hours and we had so much daylight left and we were just flying and we were able to still sail behind the islands, which is a big deal because typically the way that the trade winds blow, they r- blow from east to west consistently mm-hmm. for the most part. Yeah. Um, and so in between the islands, you get a lot of you know strong winds and everything, but the wind dies down when you get behind these islands because these islands are so mountainous. Yep. So on a good day, we love to sail behind these islands. Most days, <laughs> we just plan to motor behind yeah. the islands. So we got there and to Russo, and we were like, let's just keep going. We had such good wind, we just kept going. Yeah, so from St. Pierre to Russo was 35 miles, then it was another 20 miles to Portsmouth, and we're like, it was still so early in the day, we're like, let's just see what happens. Mm-hmm. So we kept sailing, and we had to do a lot of sail changes in that in that period of time. Anytime there was wind, we throw sails out. We left the main up the whole time. We actually had a reefed main coming across, and we threw the whole main up yeah. to try to help us along the backside of the island. But man, the head sail was just a juggling. Like, we were just reefed, Full, none, full, none, reefed. Like the head sail was going, and then it was back set. Like it was crazy. I mean, the wind was just dancing around, and we would have like three knots. Like can't even sail in it. The sail's flopping, so we pull it in, and then all of a sudden, we you know we turn the motor on, we start sailing or motor sailing, and then all of a sudden we get like nineteen knots yes. behind the island. We're like, what the heck? So then we throw the head sail back out, and then we <laughs> sail for another 30, 45 minutes. But it was fun. Kept us on our toes for sure. Yeah. And then we got here and immediately went to the Purple Turtle restaurant or Purple Turtle Beach Club. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. So we, uh, oh yeah, well first we went to the Purple Turtle because our fridge broke. I have no idea what happened. Yes. That's the first issue. Yeah. Along the sales sometime, we looked at our battery gauge and we're only drawing like one amp. And I was like, what the heck? So I was like, of course, I mean, the first thing I think is the fridge. Why is the fridge not working? Turn the breaker off, turn the breaker on, nothing. Turn the breaker off, turn the breaker on, nothing. I was like, you have got to be freaking kidding me because we were planning on getting here, going on a nice provision run, getting mm-hmm. the boat stocked up. So that didn't, the fridge wasn't working, so we just went to the Purple Turtle, turtle and got some cheeseburgers. <laughs> yes, which was, again, so delicious. It, I was very pleased with my cheeseburger. It was not bad. It wasn't Caribbean beef. It wasn't no. like... It wasn't U.S. standard beef, but it was like a, uh, like a. It was a good mix. Yeah, yeah, somewhere in the middle. It tasted good. It was like a small patty, but man, I was happy. Fries, delicious. Mm, they had all the fixins on the burger. Oh, they did. Mm, so uh. good. But then we found out that our fridge started working again. Yeah, and then we left it off all night, and then I turned on in the morning. It just kicked on. Yeah. And it's been working for a day now, two days, however long we've been here. So hopefully that we don't have any more issues with that. Yeah. So. We go to check when we went to check in at Pays, mm-hmm. which Pays. The next day. So we got here at six, had dinner. Then the next day, which was Saturday, we were going to go check in. Yeah. So we go to Pays, which is Portsmouth or Portsmouth Association of Yacht Services. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's, it's awesome. It's like this little group of locals that will do anything you want. They'll bring you fuel, they'll bring you water, they organize tours, they'll water taxi you in, they'll help you grab mooring balls. Like, Highly recommend Pays. These dudes are awesome. They have a Sunday night barbecue, which we're actually going to here in about an hour. Mm -hmm. But that helps fund security for the bay. Mm -hmm. They use proceeds from that to make sure all the boats in the bay stay safe. So, like, what a cool organization. Very grateful for that. But we tried to go check in at Pays, which you can usually do, but it was Saturday, so they said we had to go to the actual dock. Mm -hmm. We go to the actual dock, and we found out what was happening that day. Apparently, it was the start of Carnival. Yeah, so it was the uh, (laughs) Dominica. We're at the Dominica Carnival. And it was 2 o'clock, I think, when we were checking in. Yeah. 
one thirty or something like that? Yeah, just around 2. So mm-hmm. we had to rip back to the boat, change, and then we went and watched the, the Carnival beginning, I guess. Yeah. And I think we shouldn't do that ever again. It was too early. I think we need to be a little bit later because the night party was crazy. And we'd already been out for like seven hours yeah. once it got dark. Mm-hmm. Well, the guy at Customs, you know, when we went to Pays, and usually you can check in there, and they're like, nope, we're closed for the day, but go to the Customs dock, the main Customs dock. Although, the guy might not be there because it's Carnival today. And we're like, wait, what? And so, luckily, we got there, and he was there. And so, we're like, so, is it Carnival today? And he had just left. Like, he's in his casual clothes. He's ready to party yeah, this weekend. he was in shorts and a t-shirt and checking us in. And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, it's, it starts today. And we're like, what time? At 3 o'clock. And it was 2 o'clock. And we're like... Oh, okay. Where, where does it start? He's like, yeah, just here in the town. The parade's going to start. Everything starts at 3 o'clock. So he had kind of made it sound like the main event was at 3 o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't. And so Travis being very prompt. This is so funny. I want to be is there a, at 2.45. This is a common theme in our relationship is if I hear something starts at 3 o'clock, I want to be there at 3.30. If Travis hears something starts at 3 o'clock, he wants to be there at like 2.15. And so he Fair. was like, we were rushing and we were going back to the boat. We were hurrying and changing. And he's like, let's go, let's go. And we didn't even want to take our dinghy in yeah. because it just is a lot of headache to figure out. We couldn't even tie it up at the Pays dock because like where Carnival was was a little bit further down the road. Anyways, we got a Pays guy to bring us in. So we had the dinghy locked up. The boat closed up. We were ready to go for the night. And then we get there and it was a very slow start. It was very Caribbean. You know, like we got there. It's like three. Nothing's happening. Three fifteen. I think the parade started moving at like three forty. Oh, yeah. That sounds about right. And, you know, it was like a slow, you know, people started dancing and then they started creeping down the street and people were just barely getting there. So they were on island time, baby. They were on island but time. But it was really fun to see the fun or to the first part of the carnival and the parade. And then it was kind of fun to watch the evolution of how it started at three and how kind of sleepy the town was. And then by eight o'clock, it was going, man. The entire island felt like was there. Oh dancing. yeah, there was like a semi truck that had a, like a fifty foot trailer behind it, and I think it was fifty feet of speakers. It was insane. That's the loudest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. It was so loud. I literally, my ears were hurting. I wanted to like plug my ears, and then I felt like I would be like the old grumpy person. <laughs> but my ears were so uncomfortable. It was so loud, but it was really fun. It was like a, a whole live band on this truck mm-hmm. playing and there was like a two it was two stories there was a whole group of guys on top there was like a dude rapping and DJing on top a whole band in the middle and there were hundreds of people in front of this truck behind this truck around this truck there was just like the whole city was just following this truck down the street and everybody was just dancing along the way yep. it was so fun it was so fun and it was really unique compared to what parades I have seen in my lifetime is that usually you sit in one spot and the parade moves in front of you right this parade was that you go with the parade yeah. you walk like everyone was walking in front of us and passing us and we we're like standing in one spot we're like what is happening and then we realized that you walk with the parade yeah. and then people were joining in and dancing in the street and then they'd come out and they'd grab a drink or they'd go to a restaurant and then they'd go back and they'd start dancing in the street so it was a all-inclusive everyone's part of this parade at the end of it yeah we had to stop for a pizza break not once, but twice. We bought a pizza, <laughs> ate some, wrapped it up, put it in our backpack. <laughs> had to stop a couple hours later, eat some more pizza. We were just dancing too much. I was burning too many calories. I'm like, I need to refuel. Yeah. I need to rest my feet. Gotta and keep let's the get dance back out on. There. <laughs>
<laughs> but it was really, it was really fun. Oh, that Un- was a night for the books. And then getting until back. Until it ended. Yeah. <laughs> and getting back was a trick. So we had to walk back to the Pays Dock, which is, I don't know, a mile or more from town, from mm-hmm. where the party was. Actually, the party was clear at the other end of town, so it was probably like a two-mile walk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the security guy that brought us in, we're like, hey, it's carnival. Are we going to be able to get a ride back in? He's like, yeah, no problem. We always have people out here. We're like, okay. So he drops us off at the dock. And then we walk back to the, he's like, just walk back to the Pays dock. Walk back to the Pays dock, dude. Nobody. Crickets. Nobody. So we're just like walking up and down the beach. We brought our handheld with us. We're calling out on 16. We're like, Pays, Pays, Summer Wind. And they're like, yeah. Everyone's at Carnival. Yep. And we're like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, you're just going to have to wait for a ride because everyone's busy at the Carnival tonight. We're yeah. like, okay, this is good. So we met a group of Polish dudes that were celebrating one of their birthdays on the beach and hung out with them for a little bit. And then finally a local comes strolling down the beach and grabs his little wooden boat. And we're like, hey, man, any chance you could give us a ride back <laughs> to your our boat? And he's like, yeah, no worries. Jump in. Yeah. Well, the Polish guys were going to give us a ride Right, back. right. But they were mid part. They were mid-party, and we were like, we don't want to, you know, come and, like, ruin that and pause the party. And they're like, no, no, we can take you right now. And, you know, so then you're just talking with them. And then while that was happening, a local guy comes to his boat. I don't know what his plans were, where he was heading, but he has a beer in one hand, grabs the line with the other, and just starts sending (laughs) it. And we're like, wait, can you give us a ride to our boat out there? And he's like, yeah, sure. So we did eventually. I think... We got to the dock, and then by the time we got back to the boat, it was like 45 minutes. So yeah. we were only stranded for 45 minutes. Yeah, not bad. I mean, I could see the boat. I, I thought about swimming to it, but I was like, ah, we'll, we'll let the night unfold a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so. if there's anybody Polish that listens to us, I want to know what this means. When I sat down at the table, the guy poured me a shot, and I took it, and then he poured me another shot, and he said, you have two legs. You took two shots. And I was like, I don't know what that means, but he said, it's a Polish thing. I said, okay. Yeah. So I don't know what that even means. <laughs> I have no idea. So someone explained that to me. Maybe it's a saying, or maybe, I don't know. I yeah. don't know, I don't know. Let us know, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what a what a fun week. What a fun week from hiking to carnival to sailing. We had it all this week. Yeah. Some good food. Oh, a lot of good food. A lot of good food. Absolutely. So, what's something you learned this week? Something I learned this week. I remember this from when we were here in 2018. And I remember this specifically because Irma hit Dominica really hard in 2018. Mm-hmm. And what surprised me was how happy everybody was when we were here. Every time we walked by someone, welcome to Dominica, enjoy the island, so happy to have you. Like, I could not believe how happy the people were, and the same. As soon as we got here, the boat boys were meeting us offshore, welcome to Dominica, it's the first thing they say. And it's like, it's so unique to Dominica, I think. Like, people are happy in the other parts of the Caribbean, but not like Dominicans. Mm -hmm. Dominicans? I think so. Like, they are so happy and so warm and so welcoming, and they are so grateful that you're you're here on their island. It's so cool. I agree. I'm, like, from the customs agents to the boat boys to random guys that we're walking down the street with. I mean, so many times we would ask, is this your first time here? And we're like, no, it's a second. They're like, well, still, welcome to Dominica. Mm -hmm. Like, they are so, I love it here. I absolutely love the the warmth that this island has. Yeah, I agree. And I think that is really special. Like you said, you know, today we were walking down the road and some guy just says, hello, enjoy the island, please. And I yeah. think you were like, it's beautiful here. We love it. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm happy to hear that. Enjoy your time. And yes. people just really exude happiness here. And I think that, you know, really shows. So I like that. That's a good one. Yes, I, I feel it. And what about you? What is something you've learned? Um... I learned also to do with the locals here is talking to the locals is always 
is always a good decision. Oh, absolutely. Um, I can't think of how many times we've probably been to a new country and didn't talk to the locals, didn't ask them like where their favorite restaurant is, what's going on, you know, all the things. And we probably left missing out on so many different experiences. And the reason I learned that this week is because we were talking to people and found out when Carnival was and where does it start and what time do we be there and um, all that stuff. So I think that really changed the course of our day. We had no plans. Like maybe we should have looked up when Carnival is here, but we had no plans to go to Carnival last night. We had no idea that that was even happening while we were here. We just kind of stumbled onto that. And I think talking to locals really helped with that. And then kind of also going along with that, we were looking for a rental car yesterday, yeah. and we didn't talk about this in the podcast, but we walked around town for a while and just kept striking out, and everyone's like, we're all booked up, nope, nowhere to get a rental car. Until, like, after we want to leave. They're like, yeah. oh, all next week we're full. Like, mm-hmm. we are not full, empty. Like, mm-hmm. we have no cars. And we had just Googled the rental car places and went to the rental car facilities. And then today, we were in town, just walking around, and we went to a tiny little um, convenience store, bought a few things. We asked her if she had eggs she didn't have eggs but she was like go down to this place they have eggs and they also rent cars and we're like what yeah <laughs> so we went down there got some eggs and we're like hey do you guys rent cars and they're like yeah we're like do you have one available for tomorrow he's like yeah we should he makes a phone call and we're all good to go yeah so i think got a those car are just... lined up at the gas station <laughs> <laughs> and got some eggs it was yeah. so <laughs> but yeah so those are just things i think that we wouldn't have known if we didn't take the time to talk to locals and really hear from them about where to go and what to do yeah so. i mean and everybody's so helpful here like there was mm-hmm. a dude washing his car on the side of the road today and he <laughs> almost choked and I even <laughs> asked him I was like hey do you know how to you know anybody that has a rental car and he's like yeah here's this guy's number call him so it's like there's everybody here is so helpful as well yeah so yeah. It's, it's really good to talk to them love that love this country excited to be back yes all righty well thanks for tuning in guys we will talk to you next week all right have a good weekend bye bye, bye.